This week on the Digital Marketing Scoop, we talk with Dara and Nathan from Uni about marketing their startup. So lads, welcome to the podcast. Uh, you started Thanks, Uni. So if you would, lads, just tell us a bit about Uni and, um, and what it does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want me to be talking <laughs> over each other here. Uh, sure, I'll go first. Um, so Uni is um, an educational technology company and we started Uni to help students figure out what it is they want to do after secondary school. Um, I think it's good to say like where it came from. We were looking at the problem of college dropout rates. Um, Darren and I did electrical engineering in UCC. Great course. Uh, but when we graduated, about a third of the people we started the course with had dropped out. Um, when we looked a bit deeper, we saw that's a problem that's actually spread quite severely across Ireland. So like one in four students go to college, don't graduate from the course they went into. And most of the time, that's because they've chosen the wrong course to begin with. Um, so we started Uni to kind of help with that problem. Um, what we have now, like it's been two and a half years now, so that we've kind of gone through different stages. But right now, what we have is, is a modern career guidance platform. Students can access it on their mobile or desktop. Um, they can come in and find what we call their uni fit. So we have assessment technology that will analyze a student's academics, personality, and interests to match them with the best fit courses for them. They can also search courses, fill out a mock CAO, predict their points. Tons of nice features in there just to kind of make a leaving search student's life that bit easier. That's, That's very, it in a nutshell, Mark. <laughs> That's very cool. That's brilliant. How, how exactly does, is that matching work in the, in the back end? What do you mean, Max, sorry? How is it matching? So, so when you're taking characteristics for, for people and you're matching them with courses, how, how have you designed that in the back end in terms of how it finds the best course for someone? That's a really good question. So basically, we kind of had a hypothesis when we were in college as to how we kind of developed the algorithm. We thought that, you know, there must be successful patterns within graduates who have succeeded in college that we could use to match back to current Leaving Cert students and help them determine academically where they're best suited, just to ensure that when they go into a course, according to their Leaving Cert subjects, we're able to you know, determine with a pretty high degree of certainty whether they'll succeed in the course based off previous graduates. Now, when we launched back in March 2020, we actually launched the day the schools closed due to COVID. Completely unintentional, but um, <laughs> that, uh, that really that really tested our patience for the old marketing. Yeah. But what we needed to do was basically test that side of the algorithm because the academic you know analysis hasn't really been done before. Now we did that; it worked really, really well. But we realized pretty quickly that we needed to start introducing interests and personalities. So. The way we work it at the moment, and we won't give you too much because it's our secret sauce, but yeah. what we do is we, we combine the academics, the personality, and the career interests to develop the UniFit. Now, it's expressed as a percentage, so students can get an overall percentage of how suited they are to a certain course, but we also break it down into the individual sectors as well. So the idea is I can say, right, I am 94% matched to engineering. Academically, I'm 84%. Interest-wise, I'm 100%. And personality-wise, I am 50%. So I can actually delve a little bit deeper into the insights uh, and, you know, help it or help use those insights to help me make a better informed decision because that's what it's all about. Um, Very cool. Yeah, I hope, yeah, hope that's that in a simplistic enough manner. So just, just to get my, my head around it, did you put in an initial data set, we'll say? Um, and is it, does the platform keep learning itself? 
as more and more information from students goes in there then? Yeah, you're spot on, Mark. We, so we, were, we partnered with a third level institute. Um, that was a, a lengthy enough process, but it was worth it because it meant that we were able to access data on all these graduates, basically, who, as, as Dara said, there was a couple thousand of them. They had finished college. They were successful in their degrees, and we could map back what degree they did and what they did in their leaving cert and match that to today's leaving cert. Um, so it kind of started quite raw. Like it was a case of making a couple of different models. There's different ways you can analyze that data, testing out which was the best, iterating from there, improving on that, then expanding through to other colleges and mixing in the data we would have been able to obtain with open source data. So like there's a lot of stuff online you can pull and you can scrape um, a lot of stuff when you research a course, what's suitable for what students um, and kind of made a hybrid of the two, uh, if that makes sense to, to kind of bring it all back. So yeah, we're trying to improve it all the time, but um, that's our, our software engineer, Shrenik. He's, he's a gem. He's the one doing all that for us. Fair play. Amazing. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's really cool. Very, very clever idea. Yeah. I'm loving these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We haven't even talked about marketing yet. Like. Yeah, we've gone yeah. off topic already. <laughs> I know. I sent the last questions and I was like, they're rough. Like, we'll see how the conversation yeah, yeah. goes. <laughs> Mark, Mark doesn't even look at them half the time. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Mark doesn't know. <laughs> so moving on to marketing I suppose we're going to get on to it um, so how do you promote uni like what are the best platforms how where do you find the students inter, like engage with you the most yeah it's a really good question and I think it's a question that we're kind of constantly trying to figure out as we move along like with our products we're, we're hitting a lot of different stakeholders we're, we're hitting students because students want to use the platform they want to help um, make their best choice with regards to the CEO. Parents are also a massive stakeholder in the, in the decision. You know, depending on the student, you know, some parents like to get involved with the process as well. We have guidance counselors in schools who we also need to help promote to, to get the product going. I know, you know, more recently as well, we're getting involved with industry partners as well who are looking to improve their brand visibility to students and we're looking to market to them and showcase to them how, you know, powerful uni can be to you know, help them uh, position themselves better to the younger generation. So we have a whole lot of people to market to. Now, primarily, we use a lot of social channels, Instagram, and we're looking to try and get a bit more into TikTok. Uh, yeah, I was like, going to ask you, are you doing TikTok? Because that would be where your target market kind of is, isn't it? Yeah, it's something that's been on the plan now for about <laughs> three months and we haven't knocked, knocked it off the sheet yet. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. meant, meant to be re- researching TikTok with a uni account and he's just spent his time <laughs> delving through the news feed, sending me funny videos. <laughs> and I say there's been no uni content created yet. It's just him <laughs> having the crack on the platform. Get your dancing <laughs> shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a phenomenal platform. Yeah, I love uh, it. <laughs> It's phenomenal. We do have one video, actually, if you want to check it out. Okay, uh, yeah. We do have one video on TikTok. But yeah, look, that's something that we need to get a lot more into. Um, yeah. I suppose like, it's hard with COVID now as well, isn't it? Like, I see you were yeah. doing the Carpool um, series and then you obviously had to stop because of COVID. Um, so how yeah. are you adapting now with COVID happening? Yeah, it's a good good question, Nathan. I suppose, Gwan, I'll let you uh, um, better equip so me. It's- I suppose we kind of, um, we evolved out of the, the carpool videos in, in two ways. So we were using them. They were a great way of marketing and building brand recognition. But where that actually came from initially was in our first year of development. We were developing software. As we realized what it was we wanted to make this software platform to help students, we realized it was going to cost a bit of money. Um, and through the process of partnering with uh, UCC for data and, and also talking to them, we realized they were also struggling a bit 
and a lot of colleges are actually in, in um, articulating their messages to, to the Leaving Cert audience and actually engaging with them. So we realized there was a bit of a market there for us to do recruitment work um, with different courses who were trying to get bums on seats and courses, essentially. So that's where Carpool College courses came from. So it allowed us to bring in some money uh, to develop software. I suppose then a year in, we really kind of said, look, a services business like that wasn't necessarily what we wanted to do. So we stepped away from that into the software side of things. So um, I think the Carpool College courses, while we parked it, we've kind of adapted it into a podcast format now. And it also left us learn a lot. Like we definitely learned what does and doesn't work with um, with that Leaving Cert audience, what engages them, like the length of content we should put out, what, what works and what platforms and all that. So um, it was great. It was a learning, definitely a learning curve for us in the first year of development. Yeah. So what did, what did you find was the length that they were engaged with for videos? Anything around 15 seconds is the kind of optimum time. Uh, okay. that, what we found anyway. I mean, yeah. like, look, I think everyone knows that the online online market of, um, you know, promoting things to particularly the younger generation, they're very quick to, to realize what's an ad and what's not. So it's about for us trying to be as different as possible and try and capture those or capture the attention, whether it be an image or whether it be a video in the fastest amount of time and getting them to act on that ad as fast as we can. So like with regard to the students, it's very much about, you know, this thing is new and shiny, click on it and find out what it is. With yeah. the parents, it's all about making sure that they feel safe in clicking on this ad with regards to their their students or their their children informing them about how we can help them and then bringing them along the process a little bit more yeah um, with regard to you know the kind of the other side of, of the coin then with regards to you know partnering with our industry partners like it's about showcasing them how powerful you know the younger generation are in terms of using tech because you know yeah. you've even seen it since launching nationally in september like we have students from over 400 schools using the platform purely from just you know organic reach friends telling friends you know this Brilliant, is yeah. we're going to be using and you know how powerful it is for us to actually showcase the company's messages to the students in a way that's not in your face because look i mean we all see an ad sale 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 and we all just <laughs> <put on>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so i think it's about being clever in the way you message which is you know extremely important particularly to the younger yeah younger definitely people. to the younger generation especially and have you partnered with any kind of people in the influencer space to to bring them on on board, or is that something that you've plans to do if you haven't? Definitely plans to do it. Um, we haven't done it a huge amount yet, but it is in the pipeline. Like what we're finding, and you know, we're trying to learn about it as much as we can, but we're trying to partner with relatively small influencers, but try and get a big volume of them on board. Yeah. So. The way we're looking at it is that if we can get 30, say, ambassadors with 1,000 followers, that will be a lot more effective than one ambassador with 30,000 followers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. uh, but like, it's still a process. I mean, where we say this now that we're going to do it, but like, it takes time to, yeah, to it develop does. it and to make sure the relationship stays, stays standard. I mean, one big thing for us is that, you know, our audience is recycled every year, more or less. Yeah. So we have four, fifth and sixth years they're not going to want anything to do with uni when they're 24, 25. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? so, so it's very much about like... that's Unless where you build, they become that's, an ambassador. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's where you build out your recruitment platform. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jesus. Are you writing this down there? Yeah, definitely. You'll have you'll have all the, the data they're interested in already to so be able to recommend them the jobs they'd like. Yeah. <laughs> true. Giving away so all true, the yeah. <laughs> that, that's, 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 uh, I, I, ideas are a dime a dozen, lads. It's the execution is the tough part. That's very, it's very interesting though, because that is, that must be a challenge. That you know, because in our in our game, look, customer retention is a massive thing. But for you, it really is. You need that new new customer essentially yeah. every 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 year. Um, yeah. I mean, would there be? I was going to say that. You know, as you say, once someone's, you know, they're past six years, they're going to college, they have, okay, the platform right now we'll say is the way it is. It's the next the next generation we'll say that that need it. Have, have you thought of any ways or to get, I don't know, to to have it in such a way that the, the system can work in such a way that it's it's going to be recommended by the people who have used it? That like below them, the referral system rewards, yeah, something or like, like that. Or like a family thing, you know, like the older sibling making sure the younger sibling mm. uses it when yeah. they come up and it's their the f- turn. The family thing, definitely, like th- that's something that I think that's even just comes down to leaving a really good impression. So like yeah. having every student be as happy as possible, giving them the best service. And if they do need to get in touch with us, that we make sure we, we help them through every step. Another big thing for us is getting a foothold in schools. So like while the market does recycle and the students pass on, the schools they're coming through are always there. So yeah. like we partner with schools a lot. So the big stakeholders for us would be guidance counselors. So like we'd have guidance counselors on our board. We have a guidance counselor, Irene, who works in the business with us. She's fantastic. And like, it's actually building relationships with those guys. Like they're the ones who helped us develop uni. Like we were, we were showing them since the start, getting their tips on it. And um, so we've built something that they want and that they want to use as students. So then when the next year students come through, they're recommending it to their students. They're saying, look, you should use this. You should try this. It'll help you a lot. So I think the schools are really the key for us. Like if, if they're happy with us and we're doing what, what they need to do, um, they'll kind of sell it for us. Brilliant. Brilliant. And would you, um, obviously not now, but when you can go back into schools, would you be organizing talks to six-year students? Or Absolutely, 100%. Any school that we have partnered with, um, it's been very beneficial for us to give a webinar to the students. Just tell them a little bit about what we are. I mean, one of the big things for us is education. And I'm not saying in a, like a schooling way, we really need to educate people as to what our product does. Yeah. Like, because it's quite a novel solution and it hasn't really been developed before and applied to this specific market. There's a big task for us to really make sure that, look, this is what, what we do. We need to show them what, what it does yeah yeah, like exactly what they're going to get out of it and like look we we want to become the like the i suppose the world would be industry standard but you know the the standard for recommendations for guidance you know across the country working with the guidance counselors working with students and it's about just making sure that they understand first what they're getting into before they either you know like whoever's paying for it whether it be you know the industry partners or the students um that you know it's something that will help them and it will be of value to them yeah yeah because yeah. even when you started talking about it at the start like I'd looked it up but e talking about it really sold it to me I was like I wish I had this when I was in school <laughs> you know so it's about literally about talking to people really isn't it like that face-to-face or 
webcam to webcam <laughs> interaction is, is gold it's, that way. It's the human element. Like people want to, yeah. you want to see the person behind it and, and you want to trust um, that they have your kind of best interest at heart. So uh, it's hard yeah. to replace that, that uh, personable bit, you know? Yeah, definitely. So do you market yourselves a lot as well? Do you push your own personal brands? It does help, I think. Um, like without, you know, Nathan and I are very conscious that it's business first and like it's like it's all about uni and then you know if we're able to plug ourselves in the meantime to help uni like why not I mean one thing we found is that as great as Facebook and Instagram are like I think Nathan would wholeheartedly agree with me on this traditional PR is just incredibly effective yeah absolutely podcasts like this um that like I think Nathan that's probably been the best thing for us in terms of publicity isn't it I think PR, yeah, if there's a good story behind it and if it can stick and it can land, that's great. In terms of personal brands, like it's not necessarily as relevant with students and stuff. I mean, we're pushing on now, like we're not as as relatable to six hey, years no, as maybe not. we once were. <laughs> I'm in the same year as me. Come on. We're still uh, young. <laughs> um, so maybe we're not as relatable as before, but where it where a personal brand helps, I suppose, is like when we're approaching industry partners and colleges. Um, about coming yeah. on board that they kind of trust you that you know what you're doing or you've got experience so um yeah the personal branding helps i think like we always have to look at it and see okay how is this going to benefit the business first and then yeah from there nathan's yeah. face works very very well on linkedin <laughs> brilliant <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually tried to campaign to get nathan's face just up on the front page of uh, the website <laughs> <laughs> just make you could always one, test of, it, one, yeah. of, one of the o's in uni just, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a way that's a way to crash the business pretty quick there it's a <laughs> Oh, brilliant. But the, the personal brand, we're always saying it from a sales point of view is, you know, it, when you do go into a meeting, we'd say with a potential partner or something like that, you know, if they feel like they know you already, it, it does make things a, a lot easier. And there's already an element of trust and a element of expertise already kind of built up. Yeah. You're not, it's not like you're going in face to face for the first time, completely cold. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely the personal brand, I think, helps, helps a lot on the, on, um, from that side of things does and like people trust people i mean i i think the biggest thing and you know whenever you hear about something the first thing you do is you google them yeah and, yeah. and like you know that was really testament to us that you know shrenik who is our you know lead software developer he's absolutely fantastic but he first came across us by just googling us and you know if there wasn't stuff you know there on the front page he might have said oh they look good i'm gonna move on yeah you know, yeah. You know, yeah that kind of thing that's really um, it's just so important, like with regards to getting your name out there. So yeah, personal brand branding branding is um, it is critical, you know. So lads, I suppose from from point of view of a startup, there's probably especially with COVID, there's a lot of people gone out on their own. There's a lot more startups out there. Yeah. Any from a marketing perspective, any tips for them um, on their on their journey on their adventure? Dara's more on the marketing side than me now, so there you'd be better placed, I'd say. I don't know. I'd I'd more be asking the question back at them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I suppose just be bold and don't be afraid to try things, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, look, marketing is something like I've kind of dealt, like it wasn't something I had a background in before, you know, doing a startup. It's something that I've kind of delved into. I really enjoy it. Like, I think one really important thing 
regards to any marketing, like Facebook and Instagram will change their interfaces the way they market the whole time. Mm. It's just about knowing how to message your product to students or sorry, not even students to your customers. Yeah. Um, like messaging is just critical. I read a book, it's called Sell Like Crazy. Highly recommend anybody who is selling online. Um, selling online, read it. Like once you get past the, the cringiness of the clickbait headlines, yeah, like yeah. that kind of, you know, mythology towards marketing, that was the biggest influence for me anyway, by a mile. And do you do much paid advertising? So like on Google or Instagram and Facebook ads, do you do much there? We do. Yeah, 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 we would. So we would put a fair bit of our budget into Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, parents are on Facebook, uh, students are on Instagram, um, so we would do that. We, you know, have a few funnels going there, uh, and as well, like pr- providing students and parents with content. I mean, you know, the best way we found students and parents interact with our content is through um, ed- educating them. Yeah, you know, yeah. giving them guides, giving them brochures. And, you know, without saying, you know, buy, 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 come to us to buy, you know, you're actually giving them a service that's helping them along the way. And whenever they think, oh, God, I need help with this, uni comes to mind. Yes. Yeah. You know, and especially when you're, you know, when you're new to the market and it's it's a service that, you know, has it's a first first time it's ever been available. Education has to play a massive part in your marketing to, to teach people about what you do. You can't, you know, you can't sell to people something they don't know they need. Yeah, exactly. So you, you, there has to be a massive educational element to that. So I think that's, that's, that's the right, the right way to, to tackle it. Yeah. I, I think Dara hit the nail on the head too, in terms of like one of our biggest things, if not our biggest driver to sales and to new account creation has been creating free content, but that's actually valuable. So like, Obviously, we're doing the course recommendations, but along the way, there's a lot of things you can offer to leave your student to help make their lives a bit easier. So like we do stuff like webinars, like we will do a webinar, having like an experienced guidance counselor to present or like we had a motivational speaker, this guy, Ray Langan, all about kind of motivation and study skills. And we like put on this webinar for an hour, run it for free. People can come in and you get huge uptake on them, actually. And, and providing that you kind of build trust. You're providing something for free, but that's also valuable. And it does end up rewarding. It does come back to you in the end, like in terms of like the amount of people you're signing up or, or account creation is a big boost after that. So, Yeah, brilliant. spot on. And yeah, brilliant. That's fair play to you. I w- wish you the, the best of luck with yeah. it in the future. Um, I, Thank you. It seems like a, a fantastic idea and I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by the, the back end and the algorithm. And yeah, how, how, <laughs> make how, sure to how, work it out how, now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so absolutely fair play to you and thanks very much for joining us today thanks guys thanks for having us guys thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the digital marketing scoop if you haven't subscribed yet please search the digital marketing scoop any of your favorite podcast platforms and subscribe and if you'd like to follow us on linkedin or instagram just search for click media and marketing that's c-l-i-q media and marketing and we'd love for you to follow us